Let us pray. Most loving and gracious God, we give you thanks and praise for this day. We pray that your Holy Spirit would open our hearts to hear your voice. Lord, may your word be spoken and your word received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The fourth Sunday of Easter, the church celebrates uh, this, um, this recognition of Jesus as the Good Shepherd. Good Shepherd Sunday occurs uh, every year on this Sunday, and we hear different gospel passages that indicate uh, this role of Jesus as Good Shepherd. And this part of John's Gospel that we heard today picks up after a rather lengthy discourse in this 10th chapter of John where Jesus describes this role of the Good Shepherd. And many of us know the, this image of, of shepherd and have heard the words of the 23rd Psalm. But really, in, in talking about Jesus as the Good Shepherd, he's really showing people that the work that he is doing, the kingdom of God, is radically different than what people would expect. Because if you remember from this section of John's Gospel, all sorts of images are portrayed for us about the Good Shepherd. And this role of shepherd and the attributes of the shepherd would have at times have been uh, portrayed as Pharaoh being the shepherd of the people and the king is the shepherd. And then Jesus comes along and talks about what it means to be the shepherd in a way that says, my kingdom is different. Because first we know that there's this language that the sheep hear the shepherd's voice and Jesus talks about knowing all of the sheep by name. Well, the reality is no shepherd knows the sheep by name and they, they may come when you make a particular sound and rattle the food bucket, uh, but if they, it's not like the sheep just goes through the roll and they all come running because all the sheep look the same. You know, that's why farmers today have those tags on the animal's ears because it's the only way to tell them apart but not for God, right? That's what Jesus is saying. I and the Father are one, and I am the one who can know you each by name. I have that capacity where the kings of the world do not. But in my kingdom, the king will know you personally by name. And in reality, everybody knows that um, the kings or, or really presidents, uh, everybody knows the leader's name, but the ruler doesn't know the people's names. Right? You know, the president of the United States doesn't know all our names, but we all know who the president is. Same with the kings. People knew who the king was. The king could probably care less about who the names of the, of the people were. But again, Jesus says, this is how the true king rules. That the king cares to know the people's names. 
He's going on, this all lets us know about the attributes of the heart of God. And even Jesus gives this image that the shepherd will lay down his life for the sheep. Well, that doesn't happen with any real shepherd, right? The, the sheep are uh, brought to market and, and give their life for the benefit of the shepherd who is raising them as their livelihood. It's not the other way around. And certainly the king doesn't give his life for the citizens and the president doesn't lay down his life for the people, but the people serve at the pleasure of the king or president in defense. It's the other way around, except Jesus says, well, no, in my kingdom, the king who knows you personally by name will lay down his life for you, not ask that you lay down your life to save the king. But he saves us by laying down his life. So much of the Gospels we know, Jesus is all about saying, the kingdom of God is different than you expect. And it's different than the way the rest of the world operates. And Jesus, you know, the good news in this section that we, we heard today is that as we follow Jesus, what is the inheritance that the Good Shepherd gives us? I will give them eternal life and they will never perish. That is the gift offered to us by this Good Shepherd. And perhaps one of the the verses that should be the most encouraging for us is this end of verse 28 where Jesus says, no one will snatch them out of my hand. That once Jesus takes a hold of us, he doesn't let go. And we may wander our own journey, but when we finally come to our realization and come to our senses, we realize Jesus still hasn't let go. No matter how far we might have journeyed thinking we were moving away, only to discover he's right there anyway. And no one can snatch us out of his hand. That should be reassuring to all of us. You know, the, the gospel does not say, well, as long as the sheep keep it together and obey all the sheep rules and do all the things the sheep are supposed to be, then the shepherd will stick around. Or, well, maybe I might lose a few no, he says, no one can snatch him out of my hand. The Father and I are one. That's assurance of Jesus that when we receive what he's done for us, that we receive eternal life and nothing can come against us and, and snatch us out of Jesus' hand. That also means uh, nothing that, that we have done is stronger than the power of Jesus to hang on to us. That should be freeing and life-giving to us. That should mean that we don't have to run through life, um, you know, like we're on a treadmill serving the taskmaster, that if I just don't keep up and do all of the right things enough, I'm out. I'll just fling right off the back and Jesus will lose hold of me. And we may not think that perhaps intellectually, but I always challenge uh, myself and I'll challenge you that, well, do you live your life in that reality that Jesus has laid down his life for you, that nothing can snatch you out of his hand? Or are we living our lives in such a way that we think we've only got a limited amount of time to do all of the right things to sort of balance the scale in our favor just enough so that God will love us? 
If we're behaving in that way, we've missed the point. Because God has given himself for us. And as the good shepherd, Jesus is the only one that can give us those things that are proclaimed in the 23rd Psalm. We can't get them on our own. And no worldly answer will provide it. For with the Lord as our shepherd, we're told we have what we need. Because we have Jesus. Not that uh, we don't have any financial struggles. Not that we don't have health struggles. Whatever it may be, it doesn't mean that everything is just completely perfect here and now. But we have what we need because we have Jesus. We have eternal life. We shall not be in want. Because in the end, all will be fulfilled. He is the only one who can bring us to those places of green pastures that we can feed and lie down. He is the one who renews our life, who leads us along the paths. And even when we go through the darkest valley, we need not fear danger, for he is with us. He will comfort us. He will guide us. He is the only one who can prepare the table before us. And the part we don't like in the presence of our enemies because we'd rather they not be there. Um, but this is the way it's going to be, so we might as well uh, give thanks and learn to see what that's going to be like. He anoints our head with oil and our cup runs over. He's the only one that can do that. And goodness and faithful love will pursue us all the days of our life. Anybody think we can accomplish those things on our own? Anybody think the government or our families or our jobs can accomplish all of those things for us? The reality is there's only one. And when we put our trust in him, we will not be disappointed. Because once again, Good Shepherd Sunday reminds us that Jesus is who he says he is. He's done what he said he was going to do. And we have become who he said we will be because of what he's done. And so we gather here week after week to give thanks, to receive, and to walk each day in this love and presence of the Good Shepherd who knows us personally by name, who gave himself for us so that we could have eternal life and promises to be with us, to lead us and guide us and comfort us. And in the end, we will have everything that we need because we will have Jesus and we will dwell in the presence of God forever. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise for this day. We thank you for the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ, who is our Good Shepherd. May the Holy Spirit teach us day by day what that means, that Jesus knows us by name, that he's given himself for us, that we need not fear and will not be in want. Continue to draw us into the presence of Christ and change us into his image. We give you thanks, Lord, that you are not like the kings and rulers of the world, that you have laid down your life for us, and that by doing so, we might move from death to life.
ask all this through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen.